Welcome to the Women in Sport podcast. In this edition, we're focusing on the Winter Olympics, which is coming up and will be starting on the 4th of February. Most of us may not watch every minute of it, but I think most of us find it really exciting every time it comes on. And we brought together some amazing women to talk about women's role in these kinds of sports, sports that maybe aren't taught at school that much, but can bring us all a huge amount. And to help us reflect on this and think about the conversation, we have Vicky Goslin, who is Chief Exec of GB Snow Sport, Amy Fuller, who is a retired Olympic snowboarder, and Lindsay McLaren and Amy Ram, who both run amazing skateboard opportunities uh, for people in London. And I'm going to ask each of our guests to say a little bit about themselves so that it uh, comes from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So, Vicky, tell us, just headline, you know, how have you ended up being Chief Exec of GB Snow Sport? Hi. Well, yes, I'm really fortunate to have this role. Um, previous uh, background is quite eclectic. It was 21 years in the military culminating in, in um, being the sort of commanding officer of a helicopter base. And then I ended up um, uh, running the Invictus Games out in America. And here I am. And I'm loving it. Brilliant. Thank you. Lindsay. Hi, I'm Lindsay. I am. I am the founder of Neighbourhood Skate Club. I also work full-time uh, for a bunch of different brands across action sports and outdoors. Uh, but Neighbourhood is a community and a skate school which uh, aims to create opportunities and space for women in skateboarding of all ages and of all backgrounds. Brilliant. Thanks, Lindsay. Where are you? So you're operating your skateboarding out of some which part of is it London? East London? I'm living in London at the moment, but for um for 2022, we're gonna have uh, events and lessons actually all up and down the UK as far north as Aberdeen in Scotland, where I'm from, um, and going down uh into the south as well. So we've been very London-centric for the past year. Uh um, but looking to looking to grow and, and create more space and more opportunities for women, especially in skateboarding outside of the big city. Excellent. And skateboarder Amy, we have two Amys on this podcast. So I'm from now on I'm going to be talking about skateboarder Amy and snowboarder Amy. So skateboarder Amy, tell us a bit about um, what you've been up to. Um, so I'm a sponsored skateboarder. So my my job is to skateboard basically, but um, obviously I have uh, many other side hustles. Um, so I do a lot of coaching as well. And I'm a team manager for the shop that I ride for. And also do like a little bit of social media work for the skate park that I've been skating in for 20 years. So, yeah, all skateboarding related, but a few different side hustles just to mix it up a little bit. I think hearing anyone saying my job is to be a skateboarder is a pretty great feeling. So well done for being in it that position. It is nice, yeah. And um, snowboarder Amy, tell us a bit about what you've achieved. And please don't hold back from being honest about how much that's been because you've got Vicky watching. Uh, so I'm a former two-time Winter Olympic snowboarder. I had a career as a professional athlete uh, for around 10 years on the international snowboard tour. I now work in media. I still am very heavily involved in snow sports. Um, it's been my passion from the minute I first stepped foot on snow. So I now work across BBC Ski Sunday. I host my own podcast, Monday Mile, as well as BBC Sounds, Olympic Mile and soon to be coming out very soon. You heard it here first, actually. It's not mm -hmm. been announced yet. 
the Winter Olympic Mile, which will be broadcast across Five Live and BBC Sounds. So it's all happening. Fantastic. It's always good to have a you heard it here first moment. That's really <laughs> great. And, and Vicky, going to you, I mean, it's really interesting to think that snowboarder Amy has had such a big impact on the sport. Where are women in snow sport? I mean, how how many women athletes are there compared to male? How many women coaches do we have? Are you the first woman to lead GB snow sport? Well, firstly, in the, in, it's fantastic to have Amy um, because as you've seen for yourself, she's really bubbly. She's really engaging, but I think she's incredibly inclusive as well. So when people speak to Amy, they find it really easy to associate with the sport. So that's, you know, having mentors and ambassadors like that is really important for our sports. And I think Amy's probably one of the first trailblazers in that sense. But we're hoping that actually we have a lot more to follow. So when it comes to the female um, percentages right now within the world class program, it's pretty high, actually. It's um, And we've got some great female talent coming through. In terms of actually, you know, uh, the sport itself, coaching wise, we've we've we're limited on coaches. I think that's probably an area we really need to work hard on. We've got one really good female coach in um, snow sports, uh, who's uh, Joe Riding, actually Dave Riding's um, sister. So she's in the world class program. But we're encouraging, we're looking at how can we encourage more women to get involved in coaching because I think it's a it's great to have females across the board in the sport. And, and yes, in terms of being the first female to run GB Snow Sports, I mean, GB Snow Sports is probably a quite, a, quite a newish entity in the fact that it now houses both the Paralympic and the Olympic sports. Um, and yes, I am the first female to, to, to run that. And your board is pretty balanced, is it, gender-wise? Yes, the board is. We've worked really hard on, on, uh, on balancing the board. In fact, actually, it, there are... Um, we have three, four females on our board, which is a great start. There's always room for improvement, but it's certainly a good balance across. In terms of the INEDs, um, you've effectively got that more females than, than males, which is great. That's the non-executives, yeah? Yes, the non-executives, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, that's a really interesting overview. And we, I, I think women in sport are particularly interested, not just in the numbers of women involved, but in the culture that that therefore creates and I would be interesting, actually, um, Snowball Ramey, what, to, to ask you what experience you've had sort of culturally as, as such a trailblazer for women in the sport. Has it been hard at times? So I think the really unique thing about action sports is as a whole, once you become a part of that family, it's very inclusive. So even when we look at course sizes, for example, at the X Games, the Olympics, back in the day, there used to be a female line and a male line. But now it's all about creating courses which both men and women can ride and can progress on. And personally, I found I, I was thinking about this earlier before we we hopped on this chat together and, and sort of my view on where I sat within, you know, men and women in snowboarding. And as a whole, I would say snowboarding is a very inclusive sport and the men want to see the women progress. And that's why we ride the same side courses. And that's why when I was qualifying for my first Olympics, I had a Norwegian, Toriga Bergam, who actually helped me get through the course two runs before my Olympic qualifying run. Um, so as a whole, I think the narrative around our sport is progression leads. And I think there's uh, a huge push and fight for equality from the men 
as well when it comes to equal prize money. And we're seeing that in World Cups, X Games across the board. It seems to be now it's actually the lower tier contests where there isn't the equality in prize money. Um, so I think as a whole, um, snowboarding really is paving the way. And I hope, you know, we can really, um, you know, shine a light on that during the Olympics. Okay, that's really helpful. And and does that carry across into most parts of the communities? That's an international context culturally, do you think? Yeah, 100%. I'm speaking on an international level. Yeah. At grassroots, I would like to say and hope that it would be the same. But I suppose, Vicky, maybe that's where uh, you'd have greater depth of knowledge across that than I would. Um, but as a junior coming up through the ranks, I was treated no differently to any of my male counterparts. And I was the only girl on the GB snowboard team back in 2007. Crazy. <laughs> How many people are in the GB snowboard team? So at the moment, it's yeah. in the, the, the elite program is actually really small, um, to be honest with you, Stephanie. So it's, it's um, we've only got, um, it's probably around seven um, in the team per se. Yeah. yeah. So when Amy says she's the only woman, it's one of, say, seven or eight, you were the only woman at that time when you were initially going through. Interesting. Okay, now, I mean, how does that, that sense in the skateboarding world carry across. I mean, skateboarding when I was growing up was almost a uniquely male sport, actually. It was a uniquely male sport when I was growing up. You, you virtually never, I can't remember seeing a girl on a skateboard. Um, and we know with the Olympics, that was just trailblazing in terms of the number of young girls who must have gone out and wanted to skateboard after the Olympics. But how's it been for, for you guys? I mean, uh, Lindsay, it, you first. I mean, how how's it been as a woman in these sports? I've had you? quite a I've had quite a journey um, throughout my you know time as a as a skateboarder coming up in skating now for about ten years, and then um, you know working in that industry as well, working for skateboarding brands my entire career. And um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Skateboarding is very very male dominated. White cis men dominate the sport and um you know that th there's no denying that and I, I i agree with with amy though i think there is absolutely this um desire for the majority of 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 men who participate to want to see the sport become more accessible and inclusive um but there's a lot of work to be done to create equal opportunities and exposure for women in the sport and opportunities for women in the sport so um for me it's really um, part of the reason that I do the work I do is is accessibility at that grassroots level and it's not just it's not just for for young girls for me it's encouraging women of all ages I've been work, um you know teaching a lot of of women who are in their mid-30s early 40s some of which have had children who have all their lives wanted to start skateboarding and I've just never thought that it was for them uh, and you know neighborhood skate club is all about kind of like creating that space for everyone I've been teaching kids as young as you know seven or eight but then on on the on the other side of the scale I think one of the one of the ladies I taught was about 48 years old and um, had her first lesson and thought god there's no way 
that this is for me. She came along, she said, you know, by the way, I've got terrible balance. I've had, I've had three kids. Uh, I just don't think, I don't know why I'm here. And it was taking that time to really go slowly, go through the steps one, one step at a time, break it all down for her and show her that this is for her too. And I think, you know, skate media shows a particular side of the sport, which, uh, which is, you know, very advanced and very cool, and very sick, you know, tricks are, you know, it's all about tricks and all about, you know, like who's, who's going really hard. And I think that is such a, an important side of things. That's like what as skaters, that's what we want to see. Cause we're like, Oh my God, like how did we, what was that? What, what's going on? But I think it's also showing that, uh, you, you can also just be a skateboarder by enjoying pushing around, enjoying like the freedom and the empowerment that you feel just from cruising. So it doesn't always have to be about tricks. Um, so yeah, covered a few different topics there, but uh, definitely male dominated, more women now on boards than ever before. And it's just about pushing that forward, um, supporting women and uh, marginalized groups and marginalized genders. Brilliant. No, that's really, really helpful. And you've touched on some of the feelings on it. And going to your skateboarder, Amy, I presume you agree with everything Lindsay said. Yeah, yeah, friend. of course. She, she, um, spoke, she spoke for me. <laughs> but, and, and, but when you talk about those feelings then you get from it and and we at women's sport are are constantly trying to remind really remind ourselves and the people who who are talking about health that sport should be about fun you know sport a lot of girls at school get put off school and women you talk to now hate to sport at school the whole point of sport is it's meant to be about freedom from responsibility so when you talk about freedom you did just talk about that sense of freedom and power Lindsay when when you are on a board, Amy, do you feel that sense of kind of almost joy? I mean, how does it feel for you when the it sun's feels, out? It feels really good, to be honest. But obviously, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication, which I have committed a lot of my life to it. So, but it feels good, like going into a skate park and you know you see like a few beginner women and you're there and you like you you, you know what you're doing and you you can kind of feel the eyes on you and in a way you feel like empowered by it because you're not, you're not talking to them, but you know, they're seeing what you, what you can do and they're realizing that that is like a possibility for them. Like live, I think it's like really important that they see it live, like not just on their phone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. And, but it just takes so much time to get good at skateboarding or like to get to like any sort of level. And that's kind of when I, when I, when I teach skateboarding, it is a lot about like talking to them about the patience and like dedication, the commitment. And, you know, you say sport is fun. Like I've seen a lot of people not have fun skateboarding, but it, it just, should it, be fun. A, it is fun, of course, but it also just takes a lot of hard work, concentration, um, which are all life skills, you know what I mean? It's not always fun. Life, life's not always fun. So like skateboarding is just such a good comparison to like life in general. You have your ups, you have your downs, like you have your good days, you have your bad days. And like, that is just skateboarding. And like, once I learned that about skateboarding, I learned that about life. And yeah, and that's so important for people to realize. Um, that's um, no that's really profound and and completely true that you are basically through doing that putting you, you take out what you put in 
and you know that's true for a lot of other things in life isn't it and relationships and everything else and and what you're saying there is that through the the determination you put into your skateboarding you have basically been able to apply that to other parts of your life yeah totally yeah yeah i'm i'm a completely better person from being able to skateboard because skateboarding is like the hardest thing i've ever done so everything else is easy yeah like my life challenges are never going to be as painful as when i hit the concrete so i'm like oh this is this isn't bad yeah so it it contextualizes life for you i mean amy there must have been as well and with all of you guys who do some of the crazy tricks but snowboard Amy, particularly in an Olympic kind of high, you know, the extreme level of competition, where where does the word fear come in? Um, I think fear definitely comes in. Um, that's for sure, and it's about learning to deal with it and respecting it. I think, as an outsider looking at skateboarding, snowboarding, all of these creative sports, you think, "Wow, like how the hell did you learn to do that?" There's people just fling themselves upside down, but it actually couldn't be further from that. There's such a process to learning and acquiring a skill, and it's built up, as Team Skateboard said on the call, over years and years and years. And it's about finding that comfort zone, and it's about being in a positive environment. And when the stars align and you've done, say, for for example, for me, uh, my signature trick used to be a cab under flip and I'd done it so many times to the point of boredom that it became so easy. So the only way to progress is to go around twice. So then it becomes a double. And on the perfect day when the weather's good, you've got you know good energy and everything feels right. You, you never will feel 100% ready, but you know deep down in your gut today's the day to push the envelope of progression and really only you can take that leap um so i think it's about respecting the line of fear and gradually working up it's all about the building blocks you're pushing the line back you mean the the fear line back or up yeah how this is for a non-elite athlete these the way you're talking is quite interesting (laughs) yeah i think the way i describe it is it's like a ladder and you get comfortable at a certain level a level on the ladder. So say in a competition, you'd have a safe run and the ladder's scaled one to 10. And you know, going in, if you want to qualify for an Olympic event, for example, you need to land a run and everything starts at that base level. So seven is, it's slightly challenging, but you know it's there. And then you get that score on the board with that sort of level seven run. It might not quite be good enough but it's given you the confidence to unlock that level eight nine or ten so it's all about the building blocks of confidence and yes scaling fear and working within it to be the best version of yourself and I think in extreme sports it's not about what everybody else is doing it's about celebrating progression and focusing solely on yourself to take that next step in your own in your own discipline because nobody else can do it for you interesting a lot of words have come out and Vicky I'm going to come to you next um which are repeated issues really I mean when you talk about women and girls even girls at school doing sport one of the barriers that we hear because we do a lot of research with women and girls is about time 
So skateboard railings talking about the amount of time, the sheer amount of time that you need to put in to, to progress in your skills. Uh, we then had the issue of confidence. What we know is that we're hearing from all of you guys is it just is building, building your inner resilience and confidence to be doing this sort of thing, which you take out into the rest of your life. When you talk about women in business, often we are labelled as less confident than men. We're less putting ourselves forward. We're, we're, we want to be 80% sure we've got skills for a job before we apply for it. And the men generally only think they need 30% of those skills. And that is what is holding back the whole gender equality of the full UK workforce. And sport can help with that. I mean, listening to, to the others talking, Vicky, have you got any other reflections? And I know you're doing some great projects too, but bring them in if it's relevant. But, you know, have you got any other reflections? Yeah, I think um, it's so important um, for when you're in leadership positions to be able to facilitate the opportunity and to encourage people to take part. So we, um, you know, again, you you hear, um, you know, the Amy's uh, speaking about, you know, what would be the fear factor and what it takes to actually succeed and what you need to, how you need to dig deep to get there, but you've got to work really hard. And, and I genuinely think that commitment and the grit and the determination that you see in free sports, you know, is huge. Um, it's re- that's the common ground I also see across the free sports is that real gritty side of life. You know, they tend to be the individuals that succeed in the free sports tend to have a real grit. But they, in order to to bring that to the fore and to succeed, I think it, it it's really important that people are in who are in positions of influence such as myself and, and, and other leaders need to, to ensure that actually you are creating the opportunity, you are trying to take down some of those barriers. Um, when you talk about one of the projects we've, we've started, actually, it's called Project Balance, and that's about getting into, because we know that snow sports can be expensive. Um, and that could be one of the barriers, but not, you know, not just on a, a diversity and inclusion side, but actually it's just a barrier, right? Depending on where you come from and whether or not your family are into snow sports. So we started Project Balance, which is a um, skateboarding um, course that we do in inner cities to give the kids an opportunity to access skateboard parks. And we're really keen that, you know, the uptake is, is both male and female, but that it's a good starting point to attract kids who, you know, who are interested and, and help them find that balance in the, sco- the core skills they, that are transferable. And it was great to see we did the project um, in uh, literally in, in Westminster in May. And, and it was fantastic to see, um, you know, 50 percent girls, 50 percent boys. And these kids just a majority haven't actually been on a skateboard. But the, the, the way that we saw the first time the girls in particular, we could just see this absolute fear factor and the, the fear of getting on a board and finding their way. That first lesson, honestly, I remember looking at the, some of the girls' faces, thinking, seeing intrepidation and a complete lack of confidence, and they did not want to do it in front of the boys. That was a fact because they just weren't confident what they could do. By the end of the course, the transformation was unbelievable. They were all in it together. You saw the boys and the girls both trying it out and trying their new skills and what they'd learned. And and I think to build that confidence, you've just got to help, A, remove some of those barriers, but B, encourage people to do it. Use mentors um, like the Amy's to really, you know, show people how it can be done. It can be achieved when you face into it with a really unconquered spirit. But that takes, you know, a bit of handrail, a bit of guidance 
and the opportunity to be there in the first place because it's tricky to get into these sports if you don't have those um, you know people who effectively can show you how it's done you need good ambassadors that that can mm-hmm. show you what can work what you know and, and make it real for people because if you don't see if you can't see it you know it's that, that famous saying you can't see you can't really be it but you need no. people like these guys to, to make it possible yeah, and our, I mean, our research last year, beginning of last year, um, was that 60% of boys dreamt of reaching the top in the sport against 30% of girls. So we still got a huge gender gap in the kind of ambition of sport. And that has got to be hugely about visibility, not just what you're seeing on your screens, but who you're seeing in your local parks doing what. Um, so really, it sounds like a brilliant project. Absolutely brilliant. And I love your language as well, Vicky, the unconquered spirit. I mean, don't we all wish we were an unconquered? We all are unconquered spirits, but you know every young girl should be. Um, really, really interesting. I, I would just be really interested to have a few reflections on um, what you think the Olympic, the Winter Olympics, uh, might do to inspire people. What, what role does it play, uh, snowboarder Amy? I think the Winter Olympics has a huge, huge impact. It, you know, we've put snowboarding. On the world stage, you can turn on the television and anybody can watch it. And I think the really unique thing about skiing and snowboarding is that you can do it at any age. And whether you're on a dry slope, an indoor snow dome, or whether you're lucky enough to go abroad, it's something that can be enjoyed with a group of people. And I think that's what's so special about it. It's not just sport. It's a culture, and I think there are so many life skills that can be learned from enjoying it with friends. I call my snowboard career the degree of life, as I learned so much traveling on the road as a professional athlete. And I really, really believe for those tuning in to watch it for the first time, you can expect excitement drama and to literally be on the edge of your seat so if you haven't ever tuned in tune in because it's going to be absolutely rocking and we've got some phenomenal British athletes to watch out for across ski snowboard and everything else so yeah for sure and how can people watch it can you just bring us up to speed and the time um, things do we do we have um, yeah, it's going to be on BBC and Eurosport. I'll be working on it for BBC uh, One and BBC Three. It's going to be back on air and I'm going to be hosting a show uh, for BBC Three. So make sure you tune into that. Excellent. That's that's really exciting. We're, we're looking forward to seeing you doing that. And um, thank you very much for joining us. I'm going to ask any final comments from from Lindsay um, or Amy about how you see, you know, skateboarding going forward and and whether you think people might be inspired to skateboard from the watching the 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 snowboarding and the other free sports of the Winter Olympics. Do you think there's a link? Can there be a link? Can we make a link? Yeah, for sure. I think like it's one of those things if you it's the classic if you see people doing it that, you know, when you see it, you believe that you can do it too, or you at least feel like it's a little bit more within your reach. And um, I think that all sports that fall into that kind of action sports, extreme sports category, like they're all linked together and they have that same adrenaline rush and um, it excites people. And I think when you, when you see something like that on your, on your TV, you think like, Oh my God, like I want to do that. Um, And as Vicky said, with something like project balance, it it's bringing people in at that skate level so they can get what, 
what it feels like to, you know, to be on a board or to push themselves. Um, and that's transferable into these, you know, from, from skateboarding into, into other winter sports as well, because you're no longer feeling afraid. Um, just really quickly, because Amy was speaking about, you know, the the skill at like the top ends of the scale and like what you have to do to prepare for that. And I think it's also important to think about like that feels momentous, right? Like it's like, oh my God, like even a, a double or, or not what the 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 original trick is like that that in itself is epic. But for some people, just even stepping or you know, strapping into a snowboard or stepping on a skateboard also feels like this momentous thing. And so it's understanding that really the problem process throughout the scale for whoever it is will be different and it's just supporting that journey at whatever level and really as an individual trying to support yourself and um I think that would that's the the key thing here is to recognize that whatever level you're at that it's okay and just do it for you that's really powerful skateboarder Amy would you do it all again what my career yeah um yeah definitely I think because I took a little bit of a break but within that break I did like every single job under the planet um including being a chalet girl I did two seasons so um I actually watched a video of Amy Fuller back way way back and yeah I remember like trying to find other women on the internet and I remember this one video of Amy Fuller coming up and like just her snowboarding when she was like a, a real small grom. But um, yeah. That's, so you are, are you are you saying that you're sharing this podcast with one of your childhood heroes, really? Well, I'm a bit older, so maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were watching videos of her when she was little, when you were out chalet girling or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because uh, I was trying to find inspiration, and I just didn't. There was no like Instagram, or there was no access to seeing other women do sports. And I think um, now that that's completely changed through the like the power of social media, and um, and I and yeah, that's just that's going to help women really get into the sport and see the possibilities of the sport as well yeah no that's really powerful well thank you so much for that brilliant discussion i'm now really excited about the winter olympics and i think it will have got a lot of people thinking about fear as well uh, we've got to get more women skating and boarding and pushing our fear boundaries i certainly want to do more of that you can find out much more about uh, projects and the people who've been involved in this podcast on the description to the podcast and Generally, there's loads to look at on our website of Women in Sport. So many thanks to our brilliant guests today and to CSM Live for their sponsorship of the Women in Sport podcast series. It's really great. Thank you. <laughs>